Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed DSS choker, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed unexplained eye patch, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed Seals Boy, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where we are talking about Evangelion 3.33, You Cannot Redo. That's right. It was originally uh, 3.0, You Cannot Redo, and then it got it got updated. It got a patch, I guess. All these are, because the ones they've, they, they so have on Amazon Prime... Yes, yeah. <laughs> the one, the one they've got, the all the ones they've got on Prime are like one point one one, two point two two, three point three three. But I guess they were originally released as like just three point, like as point zeros, and got some refinements. It's all very confusing. Yeah, and there's something about the. I was just reading about this. There's something about the zero, the way it's stylized on the poster. Um, it's like a circle with a slash through it, and that. I can't remember what that means. It's gonna kill. I'll find it. It looks like they re they re they updated it in for the Blu-ray release mm-hmm. originally, and then they updated again for an IMAX re-release, which is three point three three three, which came out in twenty twenty. Baffling. There's a lot of controversy about this uh, particular film. Uh, and and that controversy extends not just to the Japanese production, but also to the the American script that came out for the dub of Evangelion 3.0. And uh, I've read that, I, and I didn't bother to pull up sources because I have so many other sources for things to say today. Um, but I've read that the first uh, screening of the film, which happened at an anime convention... Uh, really uh, push like like put a put a weight on the pedal of the implied affection between Kaoru and Shinji, and that the voice acting leaned into the queer undertones also, and that that was uh, that generated a lot of giggling and laughter in the mm. in the house, mm-hmm. and that Kara reps who saw that were like, "What the fuck?" Uh, and that's part of why there's an entirely different uh, pipeline for translation of these films from that point forward. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. I did find what the, uh, the the information about the the zero in the titles. Um, the zero in the titles for the first three movies, 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, is stylized as like a zero with a slash, a circle with a slash, which symbolizes the empty set in, in mathematics. It's also the symbol used by ancient Romans to mark dead gladiators on mosaics. Hmm, interesting. There's definitely some significance there because there's significance in absolutely every decision that's made. This is, these, <laughs> these are extremely, gra- like, can get very, very granular with these yes. works in terms of hyperanalyzing every detail. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, before we talk about this movie, yes, I think we should throw it over to our friend Ash Ketchum uh, and maybe talk about, I got it, don't worry, I- I'll take over. Uh, hey, guys, what have you been weaving? What have we... Ben Weeben. Asha, I mean, you, you kind of naturally included yourself in that when you yeah. say, what are we, Ben Weeben? Well, I mean, do, you, do you know in the Kanto region, our anime is just live action, raw footage of uh, CCTV cameras from Earth? That's what we watch. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's because you guys watch cartoons sure. and animation. We just watch 
raw footage. We, we, our channels, you change our channels and it's just different camera feeds from all over the earth. And some of them are hidden in Airbnbs. Oh no. Boy. (laughs) Horrific. Horrific to think about. If you're, if you're guy, if you're watching at home, you better be ready to change the channel. But if you're out on your own because you've turned nine or ten years old and you're checking into a hotel in the middle of a, a glistening Pokemon City, then you can watch all the raw Airbnb footage that you want. Something yeah. about the word raw is really rubbing me the wrong way. Well, I mean, you, you can tell what's implied. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, that that's, boy, that that that's just an industry that needs some regulation. But, I mean, what are we going to do? Uh, I'm I did Ash that 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 tracks completely because you know obviously your reality would want something different from your reality in terms of your visual entertainment so I get why you'd be watching like dash cams and yeah just, uh, you know just like just like these cameras. movies are asking us where fantasy begins and what relationship we have to fantasy in a world of reality so too does my footage of like a a. Denver, Colorado bathroom in an Airbnb. Wait a minute. I stayed in Denver pretty recently. It I spent was a lot of time in the bathroom. Nasty. Oh, God. I'll tell you what. I don't choose you, Nick Weiger. That's oh. for sure. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard that Nick in the bathroom is uh, super effective, if you know what I mean, Ash. Okay. Well, he thank kept, you. He kept referring to the toilet as an upskirt. <laughs> Christ. Baffling. Uh, Ash. What, what have we been weeping? I'll, I'll start because, you know, I'm continuing my journey of, of watching Persona 5, the animation, which, you know, it, it's uh, like, I'll just say, like, I, I guess I, I really like the game. Like, I really like the gameplay. And I definitely was like, oh, the story is really good. The story is really compelling. But I didn't realize how much I like the story until I, I'm basically re-experiencing it. Honestly, beat for beat, scene by scene, in some cases, almost line for line in the animation. It's wild how one-to-one it is. I think I mentioned before when I brought this up, it's just like such a direct adaptation to the point where it's just like, I would think if you were adapting Persona 5, the story as a work, and we're just sort of saying like, okay, I'm just going to kind of take this, the essence of this, uh, you know, the essence of this narrative and translate it to a different medium. I might do something like, Maybe we don't need mementos. Maybe we don't need these sequences where mm-hmm. they're basically going into the procedurally generated dungeon for side quests. Mm-hmm. But it's all in the animation. <laughs> like they're they're still they're doing side quests in the animation. Uh, they're they're going in there and and you know uh, Morgana's turning into a, a van and they're driving around in this cat car and uh, and confronting you know salary men who are, are are abusive towards their spouses and changing their hearts. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just it's just fascinating that they decided to include all those details. But you know. I don't know. It's 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 just it's really well done. It's really comprehensive. And I think it's primarily its audience probably is primarily people who've all played the game and just want to experience it again. But uh, hey, that's me. And it's working for me. So uh, P5, uh, not R, but A is what I've been experiencing, what I've been weaving. Uh, Matt, how about you? Well, I've been reading a lot of Chainsaw Man, as I've been speaking of in the last couple of weeks, and I've finished all the way through volume 11, which is uh, the final volume that is currently out. 
uh, in the States. And so I've had no choice but to subscribe to the Shonen Jump app. Yes! Wow. I'm in there. I'm, I'm, this, is, I, this, is, this is a good look for you, Matt Apodaca. Hey, thank you so much. Because uh, I'm... Because, like, the arc one of Chainsaw Man is finished by volume 11. So you get all the way through that, that said, and it says the end of the, the public service arc. So now... We're in a, I'm in a completely new arc. Yeah. And it fu- it's so fucking good. Because, <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil... I don't know. It's, no, I, yeah, I, you'd, be, I, you'd be very circuitous at this point because it, it does get very yeah. spoilery. For, there's, there's no way to talk about it without spoiling major parts of the second half of yes. that initial arc. And so, yeah, I can't say much about it, but the way... I feel like they've taken the story in such an interesting direction and just like the way that they've handled characters and uh, perspectives of people that we already are familiar with and sort of, I don't know, made me think about them a little differently. It's, 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 really, it's just really fantastic. Um, I'm pretty sure by the time we speak next, well, maybe not, but I, I'll be caught up pretty soon because I'm... I'm I'm flipping right through it, and then I'll have to wait. How? What's the release schedule like? I don't even know. Is it every? It's not every week. They're not putting out a new Chainsaw Man every week, are they? I'm not sure. I don't know. I thought it's some some are weekly. I'm not sure if the, their release schedule is weekly because I've never been like in yeah. date with it. But uh, but yeah, that's a I'm um uh, that that's rad. What are you reading on? Uh, I have a I have an iPad. Um, I can't remember what um. It's like a regular iPad, but uh, right. one of the newer ones. I can't remember. It's you know, I wish it was a little smaller. I got it because I thought I'd be, be using it more as a laptop sure. in daily life. But I also thought uh, all this shit would be over. <laughs> I I want to say that from what from what I can determine online, yes, uh, the uh, manga is released weekly. Yes. I just which, discovered that as well by just opening the app on my phone. Which is an ins- like when you think about the pipeline for that, that's Yeah. That's why so many anime that are about manga are about somebody losing their mind. <laughs> well, and the interesting about it thing the interesting thing about it too, and I'm just thinking about this right now, it's coming out every single week. And there hasn't been a single issue I've read was or I was sort of like, huh, all right. They're all fucking good. <laughs> it's like it's so crazy that the the quality and, uh, and the output are not uh, in conflict with each other at all. It's just like a very consistent good manga. It's great. I'd be interested in the workflow for because I'm sure different artists have different ways they do it. But yeah, you know, whether whether you plot it all out a, a, in advance or whether you're just sort of like Stephen King style stream of consciousness, seeing letting the, the narrative just sort of take you where it goes, like, I, or, or maybe a little from column A, a little from column B. But I would imagine it's kind of like, you know, if you like TV writing where it's like if, if, in live action TV, it, it, traditionally what you do, you're like, you're writing the bulk of the season and then filming starts. So you've got most of the scripts banked, but then as you're filming, you're continuing to continuing to write. And then by the end, you've kind of basically caught up with where yeah. production is. I would imagine it's a similar sort of thing, but then again, I'm sure a lot of artists are just like fucking scrambling to put out a new issue each week because uh, people who are creative are procrastinators. And either way, it's good. Either way, it's good. And you know what? If you are if you got to procrastinate a little bit, that's okay too, baby. You got to do what you got to do. 
Now I'm trying to do the the math on what manga is in Ash's world. And I don't know if it's just like raw dumps of people's like email inboxes. What 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 are you? What is the te- what is the text? Yeah, equivalent? Ash was on Hillary's emails before everybody. I, <laughs> I I I mean, like it's like it's like a cable box. Got it. Like you a just, box of cables. Yeah, you just flip through and flip through and flip through, and then eventually, you know, you settle on something that you, you you're like, oh, okay. Oh, why is this guy jerking off? <laughs> That's okay, the mystery like every single again. week. Like, what? Why is he doing that? <laughs> I was in Colorado, had the Airbnb <laughs> to myself. Um, Heather, uh, what have you been weebing? Well, I've still been weebing uh, Gundam Witch from Mercury. Uh, my wow. my ingestion of the series is slow, but it is consistent. And uh, I've only got two episodes left. And boy, oh boy, did it get good. Because you, cause the construct of the show is... You're in a school and there's all these like fake Gundam battles between high school students to determine who gets to manage a, a, a intergalactic conglomerate. And it's like, okay, great. But uh, now it is about an actual counter-terrorism effort mm-hmm. and watching those those characters step up into those like traditional Gundam roles where it's like, hey, you're not going to pilot the the aerial in order to, you know, duel with somebody. You actually have to protect the people you love. It's like the emotional sort of uh, power up that I needed the series to to have. Mm. And also there's uh, there's been a little bit more overt shipping of the main characters. So they were bride and groom in sort of name only. And now they're like actually clinging to each other and confessing their feelings, not love, but just like their their vulnerable thoughts to one another. And I'm like, man, that's some good macaroni and cheese right there. <laughs> love it. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's 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 what I've been weaving. How about you, Nick? Wait, didn't I talk? Didn't you? You did? I think I did. You just tuned oh. me out. That's fine. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was talking Persona Five, the animation. I will, oh, right, I will right, say right, though, right, right. sorry. I on on, I've on had which a, a long morning. <laughs> I did listen to everything you said. I, I can't. I, you went first, I think. I went first. Yeah, yeah. I will say the the witch from Mercury. Like I fell off after like I watched like four episodes, I think, and then I was reading uh, that like it really sticks to the landing. So I should probably come back to it and and finish it off because yeah, yeah. I, I heard it end strong. Yeah, it that's really, great. It really, uh, it really killed it. It killed it. And Nick, that's that's your first Gundam series. Yeah, I'd never watched Gundam before. Is it? Do you think Heather, it's a good Gundam entry point series? Because I've never seen a Gundam. Uh, it has almost nothing in common with the rest of Gundam. So okay. it's a little bit like if you your first Evangelion series was the video game Girlfriend of Steel. Okay. Like you'd be like, okay, sure it was. or or yeah. Um, how about how about like it's it's like if your first Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy VII remake. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's like the, oh, this is like mm-hmm. a new kind of. It's got some connection, but it's it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. Which, but I think that's a, that's a like if you just played Final Fantasy VII remake, I think you'd have a great time because it's a great game. Uh. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Uh. I don't know how to do it exactly because it is. 
you know, I'll say I'll say this. This is my general thought, and then I, and I, and, I, and I obviously want to get everyone's input. But I kind of made peace with the rebuilds on this when I got to this movie. I was like, okay, I think I know what this is doing, and I think I understand the purpose of this, and also how I can make this sync up with my you know, fandom for the series, my mixed up feelings on this. I, I, I know I can have, I can have these kind of like coexist with my, uh, my, my passion for the, the series, which is, you know, was also fairly new to me, but I, but this one was really like, okay, kind of, I don't want to say clicked, but it definitely had like, this was the most like, okay, I see what's going on with the rebuilds. If that makes any sort of sense. Well, I want to, I'd like to lead with a couple of interesting quotes about Please. this film. Um, I, I said, I think last time, last time on Get Animated, I, I mentioned that I had heard rumor that the production of this third film was seriously altered because of uh, the Japanese earthquake tsunami event mm -hmm. uh, and Fukushima. Uh, and I found the source of that, which is uh, uh, there is a, uh, a director... Uh, close with the production, who is Naomi Kawase, the director of uh, uh, Utada's Sakura Nagashi video, who blogged in 2011. Uh, I heard that as a result of the impact of the Great East Japan earthquake on 3-11-2011, that the direction of the world of the third work titled Evangelion Q, greatly changed. Uh, this is somebody who probably doesn't have the authority to speak on this, and it isn't a primary source, but I can't imagine that the primary sources would be vocal about having shifted the story and world of Evangelion 3 so late in production, especially since so many people have been waiting for so long for this third film to be released. But it does seem metaphorically to to go from Masato championing Shinji and saying, you know, do it, don't do it for anybody else. Do it for yourself. Do it because you, you want to. And, and, and Shinji re like reaching into the core of this angel to rescue Ray to mm -hmm. suddenly go to a place where the world already has ended. Right. Feels like a response to the way that people must have felt after a huge portion of Japan had to be evacuated. Like if, if this is, if this was intended to be a film that is hinted at in the previews for the movie, uh, that, that is a bunch of people trying to avert disaster and you live in a world where disaster has already occurred. It seems like maybe that would be a narrative jumping off point for the film that you would be like, why would you tell the story of trying to stop something when it's already happened. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's... A, there, I don't like these this movie or the next one. Um, yeah, I, here's, here's, what I, here's what I'll say in terms of making peace with it. I don't necessarily like either of these as movies either. Uh, I do think they have some dazzling character animations, some really cool mechanical designs, and some absolutely gorgeous backgrounds. I think the backgrounds in 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 both this and the next film are just like it, it's it just just amazing 
uh, amazing artwork. Uh, they're both in, I think, two, three, five to one, which is just, you know, so you don't typically see animation in that aspect ratio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and that's cool. But but I kind of have to think of this as like a side story slash alternate reality. I kind mm-hmm. of almost feel think of this as like, OK, this is uh, this is like a Timothy Zahn Star Wars novel. It's like it can has have elements that are cool in and of itself. Uh, I, I may be harder to square because it's from the creator, but I don't think of this as it, 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 it's first off, it's impossible for it to be in canon with the series because the series has a di- just has a, a completely different plot points and uh, different characters do different things. So it's kind of like just like an alternate telling my my biggest beef with this film is that mm-hmm. the suspense and drama come from people just not talking to each other. And not talking to each other in a way that's character character motivated. Like, I don't want to tell this man that I love that uh, that I've secretly been dating somebody else is like, oh, that's character drama, that's suspense, that that makes that makes sense. This film opens with the audience and Shinji in a very s- similar place, which is what's going on, yes. and the characters refusing to tell him what's going on (laughs) like refusing to even say why they're upset at him when the last thing that we saw was that he was doing everything according to everybody cheering for him like it doesn't you withholding information doesn't tell a story right no, I, I'm with you. I think there, there's the look. This happens a lot, and I feel like it happens honestly a lot in prestige TV. Uh, you know, like like for me, Westworld was, a, which was a show I was watching, was a grave offender in terms of like it's very like, hey, we're gonna set up a bunch of shit. We're gonna get, we're gonna make you think there's a bunch a bunch of shits going on that will never really tell you exactly what's happening, and you'll you'll like. Honestly, like a big part of 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 my frustration with these movies, I just felt stupid. I'm like, I'm I'm missing something. Or I don't understand something, you know, that I maybe should be able to, like, like should I be able to understand it? Is it in the text? Or is it just, are they just being very coy and, you know, and cryptic? And that's part of, like, how that, like, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's not kind of almost a trick to seem like you're saying more than you actually are. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I have that. I, I had that frustration watching it. Also, there, there, the the way things are starting off here, because you know, there's like a three year gap between these theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the narrative, there's a fourteen year gap, and during that fourteen year gap, uh, Shinji has just been in stasis. He's basically been in in cryo sleep the whole time. He wakes up. Asuka and Mari are still there, but they also haven't aged, and that has something to do with the 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 effect of the Evangelion, right? It's like yeah. like like when you're like by because you're an Eva pilot, you aren't affected by aging. But then again, I also was like, has anyone aged? Because there may be like changes in terms of of how characters look, but it it doesn't even feel like Gendo is like appreciably older in terms of his care. I I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's me uh, uh, picking nits. But like, I kind of feel like part of the fun of like, okay, we're at a fourteen year age gap. Let's see how every how how this has impacted everyone, and really all we get is like different wardrobe and eye patches. Yeah, it's there are questions posed by the second film that are that are still unanswered at the end of three. Um, two of our main characters still have no relationship 
Uh, it's it, it's it's a really frustrating. The thing that I wrestled a lot with while watching these again was that I didn't want to sound like a Last Jedi person. Like, sure, you know that's that's my uh, continuing struggle when wanting to be critical of the rebuilds because it's like, well, the f- it's the same fucking dude. Like, mm-hmm. if George Lucas made, but then again, I don't like the prequels either. Like, it's not like oh, because a director has a authoritarian con- authoritarian authorial authorial control over over Mm. an ip doesn't necessarily mean that the thing that they make is going to be good like jurassic park 2 is not as good as jurassic park 1 and nobody's arguing well it's spielberg's intent and like that's like watching all this money on screen and and being dazzled by a lot of the the imagery of these final films doesn't mean that they're good. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you, and I, that's my thing. I'm just I'm watching it as like, okay, this is this is visual spectacle. Uh, it it's you know obviously a lot of craft is has gone into the the art here. Uh, these look and sound great, but yeah, they they are they do feel a little hollow slash half considered. Uh, I, narratively, I do think all I do like all the Jurassic movies except the last one. I, I'll just say that, <laughs> but 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 that's one where it's like con- like inarguably Jurassic Park is the is like so clearly the best one. That's just like that's the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole franchise. Without Jurassic Park, there's nothing else. Um, this I I don't even I, I I guess I'm just struggling to put it. it, it I, maybe it's like the Peter Jackson Hobbit films. Kind of is kind of what the rebuilds of Evangelion are. That's just like this is just not as good. It's got some stuff that looks cool. It sometimes substitutes excess. And, uh, you know, and just like, like, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, uh, is, uh, is it Shelob, 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 the, the fucking spider they fight in, in Return of the King. Um, I think it's Shelob, whatever, whatever the fuck they, they, that, that spider fight is like so cool and, and has so much stakes to it. And then by the time we're getting to like Hobbit two, there's like fights with like, a squad of elves and like 40 spiders. And it's yeah. just like, look, it's just more of this thing, but it has less impact because it's just like, it's the scale has gotten so out of whack that it's kind of diluted its importance and its significance. And also we don't know what, what tangible threat these spiders offer to these individuals in the same way they do. We have, you know, Frodo imperiled um, and, and webbed and, and paralyzed. And it's like, I I think that that's kind of the issue here is just like, there's just so much scale and there's so much shit going on. And there's so much like, Hey, here's a whole bunch of Evangelion. Uh, here's a whole bunch of fucking, uh, you know, uh, angels. Here's just like these gigantic battles with the nemesis series. And, but you still are, are unclear on what, what exactly is happening. And so it has less impact. Yeah. Even though it's spectacular. Yeah. The, uh, I, for me, Cause I've I've seen these twice, and you know I'll, I guess I sort of have a broader take on them all as a piece, even relating to the original series that I'll have to save for when we talk about the final movie. Mm. But I don't, I don't know why I like them. Like I don't know why I like them. And that's something that I am grappling with 
because I hear what you guys are saying, and I don't disagree. But I'm watching this, I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It is cool. It does look cool. Like the the ship designs, the 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 yeah. designs are awesome. The 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 fucking main ship, the wonder there is. Yeah, in, it, it fucking just, rocks. Looks rad. And then for the stuff that I don't understand, that is not really you know uh, answered or um, brought back. For me, that stuff, and I don't know if this is just because I. I'm a conditioned lost fan. But I see that stuff and I just go, man, this shit's crazy. <laughs> and I'm just like having fun. I don't know. Uh, and then like I try not to look at the like, I try to do this with most movies before I, I, I go in. I don't like to know what the, because I think it's a bad metric anyway. I don't like to know what the Rotten Tomato score is for a movie sure. before I go in because the critic score is one thing and the audience score is one thing and like which one is more valid like who could say um I would probably probably wager the audience score probably cuz it's like hey people are liking this there's something there sure a couple critics don't like it and you know who who cares I guess It has 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and this absolutely shocked me for some reason do you mean from the critics? Yeah. It only has five reviews, though. So that's like the other thing you have to consider is that like that's not really enough data to, you know, yeah. base an opinion on. Wait, uh, you're saying this movie does? Yes. 20%. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but like, yes, but also, huh. Like, because like there's stuff in it that I was like, I don't know. This is pretty cool. And what we were saying, you were saying earlier that, yeah, you think of it as a separate thing from the series which yes it is but i sort of think they're more of one piece than at this point in the story we would think i think and i could be wrong but i i i do i do sort of see it all as one thing but not that like you need you need one you certainly need the main series to have these movies, but the main series doesn't need these movies either to work. Yes, 100%. And, and I'll, I'll just say this. First off, uh, in, yes. in terms of like a critical consensus on this, I, I, I feel like anime oftentimes with Western critics reviews just like it's 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 skewed a little bit negative for whatever reason. Yeah. It, it, unless it's someone who's like a, you know, who's who's a fan of it. I just f- kind of feel like there's there's a little bit of a of just like it's 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 a it's a it, it's it's a genre with its own conventions that a lot of western critics are less familiar with outside of the big ones and so they maybe are a little bit harsher in terms mm. of well this isn't following what I understand of as conventional movie structure or whatever which yeah. has got some weird elements. I think it could be I... part of it but but the other thing I'll say is that the audience score of this movie which I just looked up is is like 63%. So That's it's like still pretty kind decent. Of, That's not but it's still kind yeah. of Semi tepid from yeah. you know even the Evangelion fans would weigh on this. Go yes. on, but but compare that to the Rotten Tomato score for Thrice Upon a Time, which is one hundred percent with twenty three reviews. Yeah, universal acclaim. Universal acclaim. It won a ton of awards. Not that I agree with any of those awards. Um, this, the, I, so okay. I want to read a couple of things. A couple yes. more quotes before we jump in. This is from uh, an interview in June magazine in 1996 uh, from Hideaki Anno. 
And the quote is, I only make work for myself, not for the audience. However, making works is still the only way I can relate to other people. The relationship is like a masturbation show because other people (laughs) are watching me act to please myself. They decide by themselves how to react to it. Mm-hmm. I do not directly pleasure others. It requires narcissism to be an author. Someone entirely lacking self-confidence wouldn't expose themselves like I do. So I think that's important. He's like, um, I don't fuck. I jack off. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then there's a lot of quotes that I have from after this film is released, before yeah. the final film. And I think I would rather talk about these quotes in the context of this movie than in the context of the final film. Um, So uh, this is from Hideaki Anno. Uh, The directors of Godzilla speak uh, is the, uh, is the name of the, um, the interview. Uh, And it's uh, December, 2012 after the production of Evangelion three, I was broken. A so-called depression set in. It was the comeuppance for six years that drained my soul. 2013 came and went, That was a year in which negative memories rumbled back over and over. While I could represent myself, it became impossible for me to even physically go near the studio even once because of the burden of the next film. Uh, So, like, this film, in multiple interviews, he talks about how it wrecked him. Mm -hmm. Like, making this film and then then putting it out. Here's another one. Um... Uh, Rocket News translation of a 2015 statement. Uh, Anno speaks of losing his sense of purpose, asking, what am I trying to make again? Why have I decided to make a fictitious special effects type of film? Uh, I am That he had an unshakable feeling of fatigue and a, quote, decaying psychological unease. Uh, And... This is the period after this film is released is the period of time when he just flat out stops working on Eva and uh, Miyazaki from Studio Ghibli witnesses this depression is a friend of Hideaki Anno's and is like, hey, why don't you come to a voice in one of my movies? Maybe like get you out of your head a little bit. And so Hideaki Anno provides the main character's voice in The Wind Rises which is Miyazaki's final film. Um, and that film is about a man's relationship to the stuff that he makes and how it's problematic. And I think that that is meta text that we have to incorporate into these final films. Uh, and then also, he's like, I can't fucking make this final movie, so I'm going to direct Shin Godzilla. And steps away from Eva and makes an entirely different fucking super successful, awesome movie. Like, my favorite Godzilla movie is his Godzilla movie. Wow. And so it's not like, it's not like this is a, a, a an artist who is f- facing creative bankruptcy. This is somebody who's like, what the fuck am I doing with Eva? Like, why am I doing right. this? And that, you know, that's recounted over and over and over again. Uh, here's another one from uh, a 2016 press conference. So years are just ticking by. <laughs> to all the Evangelion fans, I'm really, really keeping you all waiting. I'm truly sorry. Evangelion can only be described as my soul. It's a work that chips off parts of me. It got to the point where nothing was left, and I felt trapped making Evangelion 3.0. 
uh, and I didn't have a chance to recharge. Up until then, after doing the third entry of Evangelion, I thought, I'm not going to make any more. Uh, and so we went into talks with Toho, and, and that saved him creatively. So it's also hard for me to believe that this film wasn't, dis- wasn't a disappointing experience for him. Like, he's mm. not saying yeah. it's a disappointment, but, like, he is publicly miserable after it comes out. Uh, it it's that's that's all interesting context and honestly viewed through that prism I like the movie more <laughs> knowing that he was tormented by it <laughs> because it does that does kind of make some sense. Um, by the way, it, it, completely incidentally, uh, uh, Miyazaki I think does have a new film coming out this year. This year, so yeah, no yeah. way he does. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you how, live? How do I? How what? Yeah, how do you live? That's a, that's it's supposed to come out I think in the summer. Um, I, th- I think it's been over. kind of. <laughs> I'm done. I gotta, I gotta get out there and just like wait. Yeah. Holy shit! I had no I idea. Go I thought wait. he was done. <laughs> Where, what's Heather up to these days? She's, she's just like, waiting. <laughs> oh man, that makes me so happy. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Um, the the okay, so it, it, I I guess just to, to 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 talk about this movie a little bit more, and this is a thing that I also have as a as a, like a an issue with more so with thrice upon a time, the next film, but it kind of does do the star Warsy thing of God. I got to come up, come up, find another reference point, whatever people have seen star Wars, the star Warsy thing of, of the universe starts to feel smaller because it's, it's a lot of the same characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I like the addition of Mari, I wish Mari had more definition to her character. We do get introduced to a bunch more like crew members, but they're all just kind of minor supporting roles. And then we also start to get a lot of characters who have like, you know, connections, either, either they're characters we know from the series or from the previous rebuilds, or uh, they have some relation to them. So for instance, like a bit major character in here is, uh, is Sakura uh, who is Toji's sister and is like a doctor in this world, but you know, to, like this, this is going all the way back to uh, Toji's sister was injured, and that's why, uh, why you know, Shinji gets punched by Toji uh, because you know his sister was injured during a, a, an Eva attack or an angel attack where where an Evangelion uh, fought off the angel, and he got the blame for it. And now it's like she's here on this ship uh, in this reality where there seem to be a few hundred people left alive in this apocalyptic Earth, and she happens to be one of them. To me, I don't know. I just, like, I, I, I get the choice, but also, like, I just... I like the world feeling bigger. I like the world feeling lived in and inhabited by a bunch of different characters with a bunch of different... Real internalities, and then when we start to just be like, "Oh, these are all everyone who knows each other," it starts to feel a little less uh, epic in scope. I don't know. That's maybe just my my own bias. But I, I always that always bugs me when it's just like, "Okay, these characters are cool, but do they all need to know each other?" Like, yeah. like the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. It's like I like I like a show like Andor better because it's like so little ha- it's so little connected to the existing characters there's a few of them you'll see like a mon mothma pie uh uh you know be be a part of it but it's not like hey it's han solo's niece we're gonna spend a bunch of time with han solo's niece now yeah hey we're we're gonna spend a a bunch of time with uh uh you know with uh with fucking jabba's niece yeah with jabba's niece yeah (laughs) jabba's niece is here hey look over there it's jango fett's niece like what are we doing (laughs) it also i feel like star wars is a good point to touch on because of the special editions. It's like, 
if I ever make anything great, I hope I have the wherewithal to just fucking walk away. Like once you make it, give it to people and then never talk ever again would be so great. Yeah. But like, I don't know what is the um, motivator for like adding in effects that stand out as being from an entirely different time or in my like, and I know I'm just one fucking person, but like all of the Evangelion series and then the movie is perfect. It didn't mm-hmm. need anything else. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh man, I wish, I wish they'd redo this. Like I was yeah. like, this is done. It's perfect. It's changed my life. It's affected everything. Like it's, it would be as. It, as wild as Disney being like, we're going to make a new hope again. And you go watch it and they're like, okay. I mean, they kind of did. The, it's the same. <laughs> and then at the end of Empire, instead of Vader being like, no, I'm your father. He was like, no, Obi-Wan is your father. And you'd <laughs> be like, niece. Uh, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> the only reason this has any feeling in it is because it's metatextual which is all these fucking movies are like none of these events are happening because of the internal drama of these characters they're just choices being made by production that are mirror harmonic reflection echoes of the productions that went before let's just talk about the movie real quick I don't yeah. even know what time it is. I don't know what f- uh, where we are in this podcast. Who are you? <laughs> We're about 40 minutes in. All right. So we open with Asuka and Mary trying to recover even the Shinji's Eva from a coffin in space. And they are attacked by the Nemesis series. We, if You're like, wow, the last thing I saw was Shinji being like, I am me. And like digging through white light. Uh, and then his his Eva is impaled by Kaoru, who starts to descend. And you're like, holy shit, here we go. And then you cut to like 14, 15 years later. And he's in a coffin and nothing is being explained to you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Asuka has an eye patch. We're supposed to assume that it's because she got injured when she was inside of, uh, what, Eva, is that five in mm-hmm. the previous film? But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe she got impaled in the eye. I don't remember. Uh, They save Shinji from inside the... Oh, and... Oh, here's another... Fucking... I have so many... I'm so angry about this fucking movie. (laughs) So... So... Asuka is in trouble in this opening sequence. And beg... Like, she screams for Shinji to do something. And an eye beam blasts out of the coffin and destroys the Nemesis series which implies a relationship between Shinji and Asuka, which is also present in the show. That relationship does not happen in these movies. There's no like, oh my God, he saved me. What does that mean? Or, oh my God, I'm a failure because Shinji had to save me, which is like the, an action happens in the, in the original show and it affects the characters and then they change because of what they've learned. Whereas in this, Shinji saves Asuka, nothing happens. Like, there's no dramatic, like, fulfillment of that, of that idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about this right now as, like, 
Because I think at the end, when we did the end of Evangelion episode, I talked about how the Human Instrumentality Project reminded me a lot of the end of Lost and how in the final season of Lost, everyone is in a flash sideways, which is an alternate reality. That's how it's presented to the audience. But it's actually purgatory. And then things happen in this purgatory that remind them of their experience on the island and then they wake up. So what you're saying here is that should have happened with those two characters as like a, oh, it's happening again kind of thing. Or, right? yeah. or even if it exists as its own yeah. separate narrative, you can't, yeah. like, if I pull a gun on you. Yeah, which you have. Like, it changes the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? that's why you we're always just, on edge. Yeah, yeah. You don't just, like, That's why we do this on Zoom now. Yeah. Like, or if, like, imagine if, like, Apodaca and I weren't talking, and then uh-huh. I saved him from a fucking car wreck. Like, that's what happens in this opening scene. Yes. And it is does not affect the characters in any way. It is staged action. With no, with no dramatic mm-hmm. implication. That's why. That's why this fails. It's not because I don't like listening to these fucking characters anymore. It's because they're not characters. They're stand-ins for events. Well, yeah, okay. So it, it starts to it, like it, it feels like the entire dynamic between Asuka and Shinji in both of these films, uh, both both this one and the ne- the fourth film, is entirely like her like just just berating him verbally calling him idiot Shinji it's just that aspect of their relationship which in the series so much is like okay this is an adolescent who doesn't understand how to deal with her her complicated emotions with someone she has affection for and uh you know a, a, a you know burgeoning you know a, like love for um but also frustration with like just does not know how to process that and here it just seems like she's purely frustrated with or, or dismissive towards him. It kind of like seems to, to have lost that subtext, at least in the way I, I, I read it. The series, so part of the feminism of the series is I think that it, or the feminist reading of the series, is that Shinji expects the women around him to love him or help him unconditionally. And the truth is each of these women is a complicated ocean of experiences Hmm. that 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 he feels entitled to their affection instead of understanding them as complete beings who have their own shit going on whereas in this you don't get any sense of what Asuka's well is filled with she's just she's just a an actor by which the protagonist does or does not progress through the world he doesn't come to an understanding of Asuka like Right. She pu- she she punches the glass. So he gets rescued from the core uh and uh and he's um he finds out that Nerve is no like Nerve is a separate entity and Masato's got her, her own organization called Will or Willie uh and he's got a collar on his neck that is going to explode if he pilots an Eva. Yes. Um uh Asuka, he's in a holding cell. Asuka punches the glass of that holding cell and does not communicate why she's angry and doesn't communicate it for the entire, until midway through the the next film. Yeah, I, I like, okay. One, one thing I want to say on Asuka real quick Wait, is, it's a bit, it's gone, Before please. you do, before you do. Yeah. 
It's insane to write in a movie that takes place a decade later, do you want to know why I punched the glass? Like, she says that a decade later in our time to explain what that meant in another film. Fucking I, I agree. I agree. I, I do think that the, from what I read, the original production plan of this was to release basically three and four uh, the th- rebuilds three and four, like either simultaneously or or back to back, and obviously there ended up being a big delay. That makes a little bit more sense with a with a compressed release schedule, like a a Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. If you're going to answer the 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 next one, the next film, but yeah, with that that long gap, it it feels very strange. Uh, the the thing I'll say about Oscar, it's a big sci fi idea to be like you're now 28 years old mentally, but your body is frozen at 14 and will never progress. Like that, like I just imagine, like being being a a a, a grown man frozen in a fourteen year old boy's body, and what that would do to me psychologically. Dream. Okay. <laughs> like that would be that would be a real. What does that even mean? <laughs> be a really strange reality. Like that would like fuck up your brain, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just like and and it feels like that's <clears throat> maybe that's an element of where her her. Uh, she is mentally, but it doesn't seem like that's necessarily explored. But that also brings me to, because you were talking about the feminism of the series and the the depth of the female characters throughout Evangelion, um, the, the TV show and, the, re- and the, the end of Evangelion. I think the character who gets the shortest shrift in these is Ritsuko. Like mm-hmm. Ritsuko has like so much little, so much, like it seems like her whole thing here is like she's got short hair now. And I'm like, oh man, this was such a cool character that was like driven by her, you know, her obsession with work slash her obsession with her her weird relationship with her boss who also had a relationship with her mom and like her like, con- you know, like, like she had so much internal conflict in terms of her mom creating this, like like basically being the reason she's in her, the professional situation she's in now. And, um, and it, it's like... It, it it feels like all that is just sort of like I guess it's just assumed knowledge that you know that about her because you've seen the series, but I it, it feels like she just has so little to do in these movies. Yeah, she, you, uh, <laughs> the I, I I'll have to save this for the next podcast, or maybe I'll just reiterate it. I think the most emblematic moment of Ritsuko, Ritsuko's, uh full like harvesting of her character and leaving her as an empty shell is when she pulls a gun on Gendo in the, in the final film, because in end of Evangelion, when she pulls a gun on Gendo, it is first, it is a moment where she is like, where, where we, the audience are witnessing her at her, at the end of her fucking rope. She is willing to sabotage this this man who has hurt her and betrayed her, and she's going to betray him right back. And she's got the gun trained on him, and then she is betrayed by her own mother, who chooses Gendo over her because she's like, "I'm going to blow up the entire. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm going to blow up the entire facility. Let's die together, Mom." She presses the button, sees that the the supercomputers have chosen to allow. The, the the so all of this drama is in this tiny inflection point when she pulls out this gun and she does it again in the next film and it means nothing like if you haven't seen the series you're just like i guess she just wants to kill this guy 
have you seen the Colin Farrell remake of Total Recall? Because there's no. a moment like that that it's it's terrible. It's an awful movie. I just uh, I he he hasn't been on the podcast, but but people may know John Daly. It was one of those things where I was like I was in the theater, and then I and then and John Daly was also in the theater, like I like with his friend, and we were just like watching the movie separately. And afterwards, I saw him. I was like, Hey, what's up, John? And he just goes, That was a real bad movie, huh? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> some of my favorite instant reaction ever. But there's a there's a moment there. So like. In Total Recall, there's a huge plot point uh, where he's trying to Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to figure out if a character is telling the truth or not, and he notices a bead of sweat dripping down their head, and it's like the tell, like okay, this guy's fucking lying, and he makes a huge decision as a result. Um, they do the same thing in Total Recall, the movie, the the remake, but it's like Jessica Biel is like has like a tear running down her eye, but it's completely unearned, and it only makes sense if you, in context of having seen the original. And th- th- it's just one of those sorts of feelings. It's just like okay, this is more of a callback than a plot point. Uh, anyway, the so so Oscar. Uh... Th- by the way, this movie this movie is not nearly as bad as the Total Recall remake with Colin Farrell, and I love Colin Farrell for the record. <laughs> I'm just going to say this movie yeah. is actually I think it's I think this movie is okay. I didn't necessarily like it, but it, it but it is does give you a lot to think it's about. It's not his fault that the movie's bad. So... Not Colin Farrell's fault. The Total Recall remake is bad. or this movie or this movie. He had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so Ray shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm I'm here to save you," and uh, Shinji leaves with Ray. Uh, but it's not the Ray he rescued. It's some other Ray. Uh, they head back to Nerve, and uh, <laughs> Gendo's got different glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do the human he's older mentality project. He's older. Yeah. Um, he's gonna pilot the new. He's like, you're gonna go pilot uh, the new Eva Evangelion thirteen. With Kaoru. Um, Shinji discovers this isn't his Ray. He's like, well, you know, memory, like, well, I've saved you. What happened? And she's like, I'm not, like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I just got here. I just got here. I'm I'm not that Ray. So we don't even know what happened to that Ray. You know, we don't know why the last move, what, what is the ramification of what Shinji did in the last move? We don't know. Uh, so, uh, his little tape recorder is broken. Kauru's like, I'm gonna fix it. We the only the reason we know who Kauru is as a character is because of the series, not because of what we've been shown in these films. Mm-hmm. Uh they um <laughs> they play piano together. Uh I love that. This looks fucking amazing. It's so good. This is what this the just just the the animation of their hands flying on the piano keys with that with that low angle following the keyboard. It looks fucking incredible. It's dazzling. And that's the kind of thing that makes me like not fully be checked out of these movies as there are moments like that. It's like, holy shit, that's fucking that's something I haven't seen. So Kaoru explains to Shin because Shinji's like, what happened? And Kaoru's like, okay, here, I'll show you. So he brings him up to the surface and you see the ruins of Tokyo 3. The moon is covered in red crosses. The earth is covered in red crosses. There's like crystallized Evangelions all over the place. And Kaoru's like, uh, you um you you triggered near third impact. Uh and uh almost all of the life on Earth is dead. Uh okay, well, great. Um and uh they're gonna go ahead with the human instrumentality project. 
Which, look, in the series, you start to have like some understanding of what that means, mm-hmm. which is we're going to merge everyone together and there won't be any barriers between our souls. And then we can communicate more effectively. This, it's just like placeholder. It's like book. It's like a hyperlink that's grayed out. Like mm. you, you can't even click it. You can't find, what does that mean? You don't know. Piyutsuki's uh, <laughs> like, hey, come play Shogi with me. Okay. Uh, Shinji plays Shogi. Uh, they find out that um, that his mom's name was Ayanami Yui, which in the series, Gendo takes his wife's last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it hits you. It's like, oh, was this a thing that he did because it was calculating and he wanted to ride on her coattails or did he do it because he loved her? Here it's like you, you switch it up and I don't know. It uh, it does yeah it, it it that's that's a I I did not like that change I did kind of like them just playing Shogi I like Futsuki's character and I like him you know and, he, and we get we get to get some more time with him he's an interesting guy uh he he does kind of like his his own obsession with Yui feels like you know it's 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 touched on at least a little bit here but. Yeah, I, I, boy, I don't know. I, I, it's so weird to talk about because a lot of stuff is just like there's a, this was done better in the series. And that's the whole like, that's just like the broad takeaway. And that's also the takeaway of a lot of individual scenes here. Uh, so, um, he finds out that Ray is a clone of his mom, just bold, bold, like just told you, yeah, the clone, you clone, it's a clone of your mom. Uh, and he has like a mental breakdown, which is done in like a handheld rotoscope camera sequence. Uh, then Kaoru is like, Hey, 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 calm down, buddy here. Let me take your collar. I'll put it on myself. Uh, that, uh, they're going to, we're going to pilot Eva 13 together. Uh, and we're, uh, we're going to use these two spears to undo all this damage that you've done. And Shinji's like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, they get into is the- Is there, what? just real quick on the spears, is this a new thing for the rebuilds? There was just the one spear, or was or were there two spears in? There was only one the spear, but then uh-huh. the Eva series had like cloned spears that they used Got against it. Asuka. The spear of Cassius is an entirely new uh, Evangelion weapon. That was my question. Yeah, that the, the new spe- there is a new spear. Okay, got it. So they get into the cockpit. They descend into the terminal do- dogma. Um, Asuka and Mary are sent out because Misato's like, "Oh fuck, that Eva's Eva's activated. We gotta go." They um, Shinji and Kaoru reach, and I'm I'm reading a synopsis here and synopsizing the synopsis because sure. there's. I, I reading these sentences doesn't even make sense. I'm going to read this one as <laughs> as written. Shinji and Kaoru reach Second Angel Lilith's decaying headless corpse where the spears rest and the abandoned Evangelion Mark Six. Okay, so they get there and they see that, and we're we're seeing it. Nobody knows what it is. Um, Kaoru begins to be like, ah, something's something's wrong. Something's weird is happening. Um, and, uh, uh, K- 
Kaoru's like, we got to stop. Hold on. I got to figure some stuff out. Shinji's like, no, we have to keep going. Eva 13 awakens, unseals another set of arms. So now it's got four arms. Uh, Kaoru cool. can't control the Eva anymore. Uh, and Asuka and Kaoru beg Shinji not to pull the spears out, but he ignores them. Why? Why? So that I didn't understand. He yeah. saves Asuka's life in the beginning and he's created a bond with this new boy. And both of these people are saying, don't do this. And he's like, now nah, I'm going to do it, which is yeah. why. So the movie can keep going. Um, he, uh, he pulls the spears, uh, Eva 13 awakens, becomes a giant of light with two halos. The doors of guff open. Fourth impact begins. They're all prepa- uh, preparing for it. Um, can, can I just say real quick? Once we get to fourth impact, I'm like, all right, come on. Like we can't. We the third impact. We we had three impacts. We can give. We're gonna four impacts. What are we doing? I know it was really the just the near third impact, but there is a point of just like like how many impacts we're gonna do. What's here? next? Fifth impact. It could happen. One one would assume fifth impact would follow the fourth. Kauru's like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself to, to stop fourth impact from happening. Better uh, sacrifice in the series. And b- blows blows his head off. Um, Ma- Mari, Mary, uh, ejects Shinji's entry plug. The th- Eva 13 drops to the ground. Misato and Gendo both leave. What? Why? Uh, and then Asuka finds the entry plug and drags Shinji through a desert with Rei, uh, and that's the end of the movie. When Kaoru dies in the series, it is one of the boldest emotional moments of the entire show. It's fucking incredible. It is It is held, mm-hmm. it is a stationary shot that is held so that we can understand the emotional implications of what is transpiring and it is also the uh catalyst for the end of evangelion film it is the the lowest bottom point of shinji's life when he has to murder somebody who has finally told him i love you and it is because of that that this that all of the end of evangelion happens like Kaoru dies at my hand, therefore, end of Evangelion happens. In this film, Kaoru explodes, and it's doesn't you don't feel anything. It's uh look, I'm gonna go back to Star Wars again. Two things it makes me think of. Destroying Alderaan in episode four in A New Hope, it's like got such an impact because you like you get the it's a personal connection to Princess Leia. It's it's one planet. Um now they go to Force Awakens. And there's a point where they use Starkiller base to destroy five planets at once. And it's just sort of like, all right. You know, like, like because you don't understand the importance of all these planets. It hasn't been, it, it hasn't been. And it's sometimes like, like, it's one of those things where, where less is more in these sorts of things. Like, it being a less, a, a, a smaller moment in the series, it, it has more impact because they've really just drilled down the emotional weight of this. Uh, on the characters involved. But the other thing I was going to say, and, th- and this goes back to your special editions observation, Heather, this, the, 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 the rebuilds at times kind of feel like the, 
the special editions of Star Wars, if every other scene there was a Han shoots first, or there was a there was a Greedo yeah. shoots first esque change. Yes, like yes. every single one is like, okay, this is a strictly worse version of the thing that I already liked. Um, and it, it it it's it's just like it's lateral at best, but most of the times it 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 just makes things less entertaining. And less, and less, uh, uh, less emotionally satisfying. More importantly, well, you need you you need events to have ramifications in order for things to satisfy you. In order for catharsis to be achieved, you have to experience change. You have to experience growth or or retraction. You have to be able to place yourself into the circumstances of a narrative, and then you learn or grow as a person because of it. That's like the the reason that stories exist. And instead, this isn't I this isn't even a story. Like you're not being told anything. You're watching stuff happen. It is like somebody drops a bunch of Lincoln logs on a table and is like, there you go. It's like, okay, it that's a thing that happened, but it doesn't mean anything. Uh, relatively taut 96 minutes, especially with compared to the next movie. You know, it's 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 pretty compact. It's pretty contained. Um, yeah, you get to see Mari's butt. No complaints there. <laughs> That's one thing you can say about the rebuilds that the series doesn't have is Mari's butt <laughs> is all over these things. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... It's not a story. Yeah. And I do think of the rebuilds, it is probably my least favorite. I think so. It's the messiest. Yeah. And it and it and it has it starts with such a huge swing where it's just like 14 years later, we're living in the apocalypse. We get the, like like every the new characters, uh the your old characters have had a complete a total personality and role changes mm-hmm. and here we fucking go. Um, and it, it just, it's just, it's such a, it's just so hard to pull that well, off. Okay. And so this is how I'm reminded of something that you were saying earlier to Nick, which was mm-hmm. with this one in particular, this is where you sort of made peace with them being a different thing. Yes. Yeah. And so watching the, when I first watched the first two and I was just sort of like, okay, like, yeah, they're retreading similar ground a lot more in the first one. It diverts a little bit in the second one becomes its own thing then you're sort of left wondering what is the rest of this gonna be i pop on this one and i'm just like what the what the shit's going on <laughs> this is I, I better pay attention this is crazy <laughs> they're fucking in the air <laughs> they live in they live in the air this is crazy stuff yeah. uh and so that that alone to me is like yeah this is of course something completely different from the main series is not it's not a it's not a retelling because it's obviously it's like it's it's its whole other thing but i still consider it as just part of it and i think i think that's explored a little more in the next one i think and i could be wrong i could be giving this way too much credit i don't think this was and i don't think my reading of it is necessarily based on what heather has shared so far his intention. But my reading of it is that I do sort of think of it 
as all of one piece, all of a piece, I should say, because I, you know, you say one piece on here and everyone starts losing their minds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to think that that the that uh, Hideaki Yano certainly thinks of it that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was certainly tr- thinking of this entire work holistically. So and, and, an interesting experience. I don't regret watching it. You have to it's, watch it to watch the next one. <laughs> you got it, and it's kind of, it's kind of, it's fascinating, mm-hmm. and it's got some stuff that looks like nothing else. You know, it is kind of a bummer because, like, not necessarily a bummer, but think about this: there's some really cool stuff in it, right? Mm-hmm. The part that we were most emphatic about was two characters playing piano. It's fucking great. <laughs> like, there's like robots in it, and we're like, man, that piano yeah. was fantastic. But that's like the whole that's yeah. the whole secret of the whole fucking series. Yeah. It's just like it's all the the, the small the, things. Yeah, the mecha and the the fucking kaiju are are almost like background noise. Yeah. It's all about the the intimate character details. But, um But that also oh, is well. be, the reason that it succeeds is because those intri- intricate character details present a worldview. Yes. And in the series the worldview is one of despair and distress that the only way that you're going to be able to solve your problems is through communication, but that communication is going to put you a few steps forward and a few steps back each time. It is not a simple, easy, like, therapy session when you are interacting with real people, right? Mm-hmm, like, right. it. The, the end of the series says a rainy day can make you feel sad, but that's because of the way you look at it. And the truth is that a rainy day is all about your projection of self onto that rainy day. And you can be happy on a rainy day or you can be sad. But there is no central dogma, so to speak, of these films. Mm -hmm. There is no, there's nothing being told to us about how we should engage the world or what we should learn from other people. The reason that piano scene is good is because it improves implies relationship and it's gorgeously animated but it doesn't teach us anything or tell us anything it's just nice i really also i yeah really don't i don't like these movies and i hate myself for not liking them you don't got it it'd certainly be easier if you if you did like them right i wish then you wish you did i really wish i was just like these movies are a success and I fucking love them. And, and I'm just a Evangelion fangirl and I'm not protective of the old series. I'll take any Evangelion. I'm just a, like, I'll do, just give me a tube, put casserole in the tube and, and jam it <laughs> into my throat. But I can't. Like, the, the, the reason the series works is because everybody learns something and everybody grows, even Gendo. Even Gendo fucking learns and grows in the series, whereas in in the films, nobody learns anything. They just change. Mm-hmm. Barf. Everyone, everyone turned into LCL in the series and having like a like a fucking serene moment where all their dreams come true. It's just so cool. I wonder. There's nothing like with that emotional impact anywhere in these movies. I wonder if these work better. If, because I have a specific thought about Kaoru, which, which I don't know if it's like, 
because we talked about him a little bit, right? And I mean, yeah. he hasn't been in it much, and now he's gone. Um, but in the first two, he's sort of like teased as this character, and this is all we know of him in these movies. And he is sort of aware. He's aware of the original series. Yeah. Right? He's aware of the events of the original series in a way that the other characters are not. So I wonder if these movies work better if the other characters are uh, are woken up to the to his realization also, right? To his knowledge that this has happened before and will happen again. It might not happen the same way. It might not happen beat for beat. Uh, the same way it happens in the original series, but who's to say that was the first time it happened, right? Like it's could it it's probably happened before that. I think if it all is sort of in a continuum, kind of, and maybe that's wrong, uh, but that's sort of how I was viewing it because he is killed in the series, but he's aware of it in this reality now. So maybe he's just bouncing between realities, being like, oh, here we go again, this. No, I, I yeah. think that's a fair reading. It it seems like it has, and especially with the next movie yeah. and how the next movie ends, it feels like it's very much cyclically about yes. death and rebirth. And so, so I wonder you know, if history it's like doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Yeah, yeah, it it rhymes, and I, I I wonder, yeah, if more of the characters have the flash sideways lost moment where they're sort of like, oh, I see what's going on, and then you know help the other characters get yeah. to that same place so that they can do something different together. Um, because that's the thing that's, I think the biggest thing that Heather, that you've pointed out is missing is that these characters mean nothing to each other. Yeah. And that's different. That's just completely different from the, yep. From the series. I, I hope if there are people who like these movies and, and, yeah. you know, cause we like, they, there is an understanding that, we are all of us, Heather included. Heather especially, most of all, went into these with an open mind, hoping these would be good and yeah. hoping to like these. Because I think I think there's there's a frustration you encounter sometimes with fandom, where someone who's defensive of something will just say like, "Oh, you're just being a hater. Or you just let you don't." Let, but it's just like, I, no, we all want to like these. I yeah. I want this to be awesome. This franchise is really cool, and these characters are are extremely well realized, and that's why it's like disappointing. Uh, the way these were executed, but I did, no, no one's being a hater here. We want to like these. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll get into more thoughts on uh, at Evangelion uh, 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time, which will close out our rebuilds of Evangelion series. We'll do that next week, uh, which I'm realizing, and I've talked to you about my lost journey before since that series has come up. Yeah. Uh, I watched I watched the pilot in the final episode. Um, Mad. Which I think is kind of like watching episode one of the Evangelion series and then watching the final rebuild <laughs> and just trying to mentally fill in the gaps. You're like, huh? <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's this week's episode. You guys got animated? We we did indeed. We got animated. <laughs>